From the movie house to your widescreen at home, Radio 111's Going to the Cinema and the streaming services on Flicks and Picks with Brian Mendoza. So grab your popcorn and beverage of choice and step into our screening room for our weekly forum on film. Now, here's Brian. So right before I talk about the Academy Awards, the Razzie Awards were finally given on March 26, which wasn't that long ago. So I went ahead and wanted to talk about the awards and you know what? I actually like talking about the Razzies. I know they're not like legitimate and people really don't care for them. And quite frankly, they've given us uh, some bad takes. Like I've seen where I understand what they were trying to make. Like I, I know they were trying to make a political point at some point or they were trying to uh, sort of disparage a movie that everyone was laughing at. But in hindsight, some of the movies they have picked have actually aged better and no longer are considered that bad. Like Mommy Dearest, nobody would really call that one of the worst movies ever made anymore. And even Showgirls has an appreciation that people nowadays are like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. And I think it had some value. And maybe the the satire just didn't work or maybe people didn't understand. I think it was, it's a case where like the Razzies kind of jump on a film before the film has its time to sort of resonate but i do appreciate these awards because you get an idea of how the film was appreciated at the time how a film is you know evaluated like how the shining got worse director at the razzies but it was and it's and it was nominated for worst picture too from my understanding but it's actually a great movie that everyone loves so i i appreciate the razzies for always giving me insight into what people hate at the time but I also want to see which films escape from here. So let's go ahead and take a look at some of the winners. For Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie, they nominated a lot of movies that Bruce Willis came in through, and it was Cosmic Sin that won. And you know what? Bruce Willis did do a lot of bad movies in 2021. And I don't know if I would necessarily punish the man, but Cosmic Sin was bad. That was pretty bad, and that was a bad performance. I, I do think he needs to be a little bit more picky for his screenplays. I've seen him actually do some great work recently. I thought he was great in Glass a couple years ago. It's crazy. 2019 is a couple years ago now. Isn't that isn't that crazy? Like, we lost a whole year to the pandemic. <laughs> well, we lost plenty of years, actually. But, no, seriously. It, felt, it, it didn't feel that f- long ago. So, Cosmic Sin... Yeah, pretty bad. I agree. Uh, The Razzie Redeemer Award went to Will Smith for King Richard. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I think that that was a pretty good choice. But I also feel like Will Smith has had plenty of like good. uh, I thought he was pretty good in a lot of movies. But I think that the Razzie nominations he's had in the past were sort of exaggerated. Not going to lie. I don't think he should have been nominated for as many Razzies as he has been. And... In the case of, like, Redeemer, maybe Will Smith. Like, I don't know. I know I said I agreed with it just a few seconds ago, but now that I see the other nominees again, I'm like, Jamie Dornan. You know, Belfast was rede- uh, did redeem his career. Same with Nicolas Cage with Pig. So, I don't know. I would give it to all three of them if I could, but I guess you can't. But I'll leave it at that. For worst screenplay, Diana the Musical. You know what? Yeah, that was a pretty bad screenplay. Not going to lie. Again, I would probably give it to Karen or The Woman in the Window because, you know, those those two movies, 
you don't need a movie like Karen is just so bad. I watched it and I thought horrible. But Diana the musical w- did have a terrible screenplay, and I guess it's made worse by the fact that the music sucks in it too. So you had lousy songs in it too, so it adds to it. Um, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel? Uh, Space Jam: A New Legacy one, and I gotta say, yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely definitely agree with it i know that people were saying karen was a remake of corella by accident which mm, i don't know not really but in the case of um space jam i thought space jam or new legacy deserved this a lot because i rewatched the original space jam just recently so i can sort of evaluate it and say you know what was it that bad or that good and space jam one had a style to it it's about the style like it never felt inauthentic it was always trying to be what it was it was trying to be a dumb little sci-fi movie with the looney tunes in it and you know what it works and the music in it was actually really great so space jam the new legacy tries really hard to recreate that but it's just no effort. Like the moment you real moment you have Porky Pig rap, that's the end of it. I cannot imagine someone sitting there who is over the age of fifteen saying, This was really cool. Cause I, I've no I have a friend who was telling me that their daughter liked it. And I was really surprised by that. I was like, okay, well, she's how old she, they were like oh she's 14 i'm like she liked the rap scene i thought teenagers were cooler i personally thought teenagers would find cooler things to like i was a teenager and i would never have bought into that and you know what it's one of those things where as an adult i don't even think it looks good i think it looks really bad when you have porky pig give a bad rap song and trust me i like rap music in space jam the original space jam had some great rap music in hip-hop but i'm the reason i'm bringing this up is because it shows you the core difference as to what made space jam one tolerable to good versus space jam two which is really horrible the fact that they had real good rap music in the first film and it actually sounded like music that people listen to rap would listen to like you know pump up the jam and that pump up the jam is more of like uh, or i don't know like hip-hop it's hip-hop more than anything i would say pop but no it's definitely hip-hop but the, and then that opening song uh welcome to the jam it it is actual good music so i'm not gonna lie about that but you know what space jam a new legacy was a failure in all cylinders it definitely proved that the the looney tunes property is vulnerable and we really need to like put the looney tunes in good things there's currently a looney tunes tv show that's currently airing on hbo max that has a bunch of great shorts go watch that it's the one with the later date it's the one where um bugs bunny has yellow gloves that's actually really funny and that's what the looney tunes should be doing and i've also heard from critics say you know what looney tunes should definitely emulate what the muppets did in terms of like how their property should be handled and i agree just i think what they need to do is not do another space jam but instead reevaluate what to do with the looney tunes cinematically because this is terrible and then Space Jam 2 won again for worst screen uh, combo for LeBron James and any Warner cartoon character or Time Warner product. He dribbles on Space Jam, A New Legacy. And you know what? I know that's not even the most dignified award to give out. I know it's a silly, it's again a silly award show that I like to follow. But it does make sense that like LeBron James would win this because quite frankly, you know what? 
he is bad in it. Any one worse actor too. So I'll cover both categories right now. It is, he was bad in it, and it did seem like he was a spokesperson for Time Warner properties, which I don't care. Like I was, I thought the whole time, am I trying to be sold HBO Max? Is I already have HBO Max. I don't need to be sold on this. It's a good service. And so when you see these cartoon characters go to different places, and they don't even have jokes. Again, they just reference that they're in Casablanca, which, first of all, you put Casablanca in your movie, as a reference, actual footage, in this case, you're gonna look like shit. You're gonna look really bad doing that, especially since like they showed once, like two, three, ten seconds of um, Ingrid Bergman giving the performance of her life in there, stock footage of it, and I thought, really, you're gonna show Ingrid Bergman in a movie where your main actor is already struggling to give a performance, like that's really bad. And it's, I think it's also really bad when you have, like, Robert Wagner, who I'm not a big fan of as a person, give pretty good comedic timing in Austin Powers, giving one of the better punchlines of that entire series. And then you have LeBron James not even knowing how to make a joke. And I and also thought, wow, isn't it crazy that they're also making jokes about the Matrix and the only thing they have to say is, hi, granny, hi, speedy, at the end of it? Like, you couldn't come up with something more clever than that? It is actually kind of sad. And, you know, there's this one YouTuber named Owl Kitty who puts his cat in movie clips. And you know what? That Those jokes tend to be better because they actually use, like, real a real cat in those clips. And they actually edit the clips where you don't use too much of them. You use enough of the movie and you use real cat behavior to show, like, hey, how would a cat actually react to in these scenes? And it's funny, like when they show a clip of a giant cat instead of a giant dinosaur in the Jurassic Park parody that they did, it was funny because it acted like a real cat and it wasn't constantly referencing that it's in the movie. It just exists in the movie. Or when they did they did the Titanic um, parody where they had Jack holding the cat, it actually it was funny because the cat itself was acting naturally. Like yes, that's how a cat would act if it was bent, being held over a over the water. It was funny, and so that's how you edit in footage into new into older footage of better movies. That's how you should do it. Is where you use the strengths of the original film to make your joke, not just reference the fact that you're in a movie. Because again, you shouldn't just be referencing it. You need to make a joke. And you need to use the strengths of that movie for the joke and not just steal a joke like in the case of Austin Powers or just go off and make fun of the main character of Casablanca. Like when they had Sam literally say, you have issues, lady, to Ingrid Bergman in that movie, I thought, no, Sam, you have issues because your voice actor has issues because he's in this movie. You know, I don't know. I sound like really angry here and I am because I was sitting there the whole time thinking, no, that I know that's a nitpick, but it's this whole cynical attitude that just because you reference here in Casablanca, I'm supposed to laugh at it. No, thank you. I'm not going to just laugh at something you reference. I want a joke and I want a good joke. And just telling Ingrid Bergman she has issues is not funny. I don't know. I don't know how I would have fixed Looney Tunes at that movie at some point, but showing clips of the older movies and just not making a joke with it is not, as they say, is not the T. Is not the T. 
But I want to move on because I don't want to talk about Space Jam, A New Legacy. Let's say Space Jam 2 sucked. Please do not go watch it. it. There's no reason to. And honestly, all these movies are bad. All these movies that have won. Diana the Musical, which is on Netflix, I regret watching that. I actually fast-forwarded. It was, it was bad. No, thank you. Especially considering that we've had a good movie about Diana called Spencer, which was great. It was a great movie. Why didn't people go see that? <laughs> Please go see that movie. You you definitely have to. For Worst Supporting Actress, they went and did... Uh, they uh, Judy Kay won for Diana the Musical as both Queen Elizabeth II and Barbara Cartland. Um, yeah, she was bad. I'll leave it at that. Bland performance. And... Overall, this was a year. This this category with Amy Adams, she didn't deserve for Dear Evan Hansen because I thought she did a good job playing a grieving mother. That's the one thing I'll say about this category. She didn't need to get nominated. She gave the best performance of that movie along with uh, Julianne Moore, especially since that whole movie was just bad. And I know people out there that like Dear Evan Hansen. I don't give a crap. I really don't. That movie was bad, and it had a lot of bad messaging about mental illness. And I and I feel so bad for people who feel inspired by that. Because if you feel inspired by Dear Evan Hansen, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I, I feel bad for you because you're being fed lies about mental illness. I don't know. I just wouldn't. Didn't Amy Adams didn't deserve to get nominated, and Judy Kay, she won, but... Any one of these could have won except for Amy Adams, and I would have been fine. For Worst Supporting Actor, uh, Jared Leto for House of Gucci. You know what? I, I, I'm going to say that I would have preferred Nick Cannon or Mel Gibson for this. But you know what? Jared Leto did give a really odd performance, and I can see why it won. But I didn't even think it was bad. I don't even think it was that bad. I, I guess it's the prosthetics. I guess it was the prosthetics and the voice that got him to win, but I didn't think he was that bad, so I'll leave it at that. I just don't think he was that bad. He wasn't great, but I don't think he was that bad. He was trying to nominate, get nominated for an Oscar, but unfortunately he didn't. And then over in Worst Actress, I've already covered Worst Actor with LeBron James. Um, Gianna DeWall for Diana the Musical. Um, I would have given it to Taryn Manning for Karen, but because... Gianna DeWall really did try, <laughs> and Taryn Manning, God, what happened to her career? I remember I saw her in a movie recently, and I thought she was the best thing about that movie. It was a bad movie. Um, I'm trying to remember really hard to remember the movie, but she, in her in the beginning of her career, yeah, it was Crossword, Crossword Roads, actually. I remember Crossroads. I was going to say Crosswords, but it's not that. Crossword Roads with um, Britney Spears. Oh, okay. I, I, that was, I, didn't, I knew that that was the film. I just didn't want to be wrong. And so now I confirmed in my mind, no, 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 you're, you were right. You were right. But it was a, it was a, it was a good performance in a bad movie. And now I think that Karen was made worse by her performance. It was a terrible performance. And you know what? I would have given it to her. But I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm not. I don't feel super passionate about that one either. Because again, uh, Gianna DeWall tried her best. But she was in a crappy musical. So, but I don't know if I want to punish her for that. Because Taryn Manning did give a really terrible performance. But I don't know. I guess I, I wouldn't call it like undeserved they both deserved it for different reasons but 
I don't know. I Taron Manning would have been my pick. And then over in Worst Director, um, there was a part of me that wants to give Steven Chabosky the win because um, as sort of a punishment, like, you know what, man, you did such great work in the past. You are such a great writer and you're directing of the perks of being a wallflower. Now that was strong. And so him directing Dear Evan Hansen, I would like for him to win just simply so people can understand, so he can understand that directing a musical is way more difficult and West Side Story is great. And, and the fact is that uh, Steven Spielberg took the job seriously and actually gave us a great perf- a musical. And <laughs> Steven Chabosky didn't even try with Dear Evan Hansen. It doesn't even feel like a musical. But Christopher Ashley won again for Diana the Musical. And I don't know because I don't know if I would judge in the same category because Diana the Musical is a filmed musical of it. But even then, yeah, okay, maybe it was bad too. But I don't know. I would have also given it to Coke Daniels for Karen. Um, yeah, because she terrible too. Like, I don't know. Karen and Diana the Musical definitely deserved it in this category. Joe Wright for The Woman in the Window. You know what? Joe has had a really... <laughs> has been having a hard time with some movies like i've seen pan but you know what joe wright you know what joe wright maybe maybe it's a good thing that movie went to netflix because we don't need to be talking about your mistakes anymore because he actually was a good director i liked him in i liked him for pride and prejudice atonement and darkest hour those were great movies wonder what happened there i guess sometimes we just have to fail in order to improve because he then made the movie Cyrano, which I should have reviewed was pretty good. I actually liked it, so not gonna lie. And then we have Diana the Musical, and okay, so Diana the Musical won for best of worst picture. I mean, you wish it would win best picture. It wants to win best musical at the Tonys, but it's not. Uh, worst picture, <laughs> Diana the Musical, and you know what? I can see why it was picked because it is boring as hell. It's so boring. Like I was bored by it. I moved forward but karen and space jam 2 and dear evan hansen dear evan hansen is a nominee but that one made me more mad but karen was really awful so i think i know i was more passionate about karen being a terrible horrible movie but i can see how that didn't win because in the end it was a bad movie but in a way that advertised its badness you know it's it sort of like you know had a really over-the-top performance by a by a certain actress and had its dumb premise that you can make fun of and it tried really hard but diana the musical i would laugh at it because it really was sincere and it was trying to be an actual sweet musical about diana but it just failed miserably and you know what it's one of those things where like good intentions just in general good intentions don't build solid foundations and those are what i think that's my thoughts <laughs> that's where my thoughts on the razzies a award show that's always so exhausting because you know what i don't want to revisit these movies ever again i'm always glad when we're done doing the razzie show because i don't have to talk about space jam 2 i don't have to talk about last year's bad movies i have plenty of bad movies to look forward to in the next couple weeks you know that morbius movie doesn't look too good to begin with but we'll see we'll see how it goes but hey, let me know what you thought about these Razzie winners, you know, because maybe you like these movies. I know people who like Space Jam 2, which makes me lose a little respect for them, but I understand. I get why they like it, but no, they, I actually don't. It's horrible. But hey, 
Thank you for listening to Flicks and Picks. And on the next episode, we're going to talk about Oscar winners. Just hold on for a bit. It takes me a while to get these out there.